2: I meant to talk about that. So the city of Sacramento, California's capital, the state that has half the homeless people in America, They got a new idea. Free Wi-Fi in the park. Now, you're saying, what's that got to do with... It's uh,
3: to encourage the use of parks. You're saying, what's it got to
2: do with the homeless people? If you go to a park, there's homeless people flipping everywhere. So you don't go to the parks with your kids or any normal person because there's scary homeless people everywhere. Too
3: many bums and junkies. So we're providing free
2: Wi-Fi in some city parks to the homeless? Yeah. Or to drug addicts sleeping under a bush surrounded by bottles?
4: What is that?
3: (laughs) Yeah, got to post to twitter that i found a great rag look at this rag i got some great meth fantastic and the whole concept of now there's wi-fi in the park why is (laughs) you're at a park why are you staring at your phone in a why did you go to the park Probably because your electricity's out in California.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of city parks. There's a Starbucks there, and there's like five businesses around me that have free Wi-Fi. Right. If I want to use free Wi-Fi.
3: There's also... So you stare at your phone while you're playing Frisbee with your boy.
2: Or talking to your co-workers, eat lunch or whatever. Right. Um. There's also the whole... I just assume if I log on to a free park Wi-Fi system, I've just handed over every bit of information I have to the Chinese or the Russians. Da, this is correct. God dang it! And and the, and the term "free," how that continues to be
3: used the way it's used—that may be the clearest, most obvious m- measure of how dumb voters are. Here, here's my one
2: anti-free speech law that needs to be passed: you have to say "taxpayer provided" instead of "free." That needs to be the law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taxpayer provided Wi-Fi to people in the park.
3: Thanks for taking my money. There's the American taxpayer. Heather McDonald has written a piece for City Journal that I found to be absolutely fantastic about the homeless, as she puts it, bums and junkies, my f- preferred term, um, in San Francisco. Yeah, it's just fantastic. It's long. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. But it begins with a conversation with an ex felon named Shaku. Everyone's on drugs here and stealing. He's standing in a bum encampment. Another encampment dweller lights a green crack pipe and passes it around a few streets down, or a few paces down the street, I should say. A gaunt man sweeps a credit card through a series of parking meters to see if it has been reported stolen yet. And then this paragraph is absolutely perfect. For the last three decades, San Francisco has conducted a real-life experiment in what happens when a society stops enforcing bourgeois norms of behavior. The city has done so in the name of compassion toward the homeless.
2: That's an interesting term, bourgeois norms of behavior.
3: The results have been the opposite. Street squalor and misery have increased, even as government expenditures have ballooned. Yet the principles that have guided the city's homelessness policy remain inviolate. You're not even allowed to question them. Homelessness is a housing problem. It is involuntary, and its persistence is the result of inadequate public spending. These propositions are readily disproved by talking to people living in the streets. Good one. She talks to a bunch of people who say, yeah, I'm on drugs. I drank all of it. And so is everybody. That's what we do. The t- whole Tenderloin is for drugs, Jeff uh, observed before nodding off. And she mentions that while she's chatting with him, a pair of smiling German tourists deposited a peach on his blanket. Here. <laughs> Here is a peach. <laughs> I see you have no home, but now you have the peach.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. If I just had free Wi-Fi, maybe I could, I don't know,
3: I could look up whether this peach is ripe. How can you tell if a peach is ripe? Start selling mittens on Etsy or something.
2: <laughs> Get myself out of this situation. <laughs>
3: An inadequate supply of affordable housing is not the first thing that comes to mind when conversing with San Francisco street denizens. Their behavioral problems, above all addiction and mental illness, are too obvious. 42% of respondents in the city's 2019 street poll of the homeless reported chronic drug or alcohol use. The actual percentage is likely higher. But the city relentlessly sends the message that drug use is not only acceptable, but fully expected. Users dig for veins in plain view ah. on the sidewalk. Health authorities distribute more than 4.5 million syringes a year. Wow, that's incredible. Along with vitamin C to dissolve heroin and crack, alcohol swabs, and instructions on how to best tie one's arm for a hit. Ew. Jeez. Needle disposal boxes have been erected outside the city's public toilets, signaling to children that drug use is a normal part of adult life. I remember when this, very few children that are left in San Francisco. I
2: remember when this first hit the whole uh, idea of providing needles to uh, to people, and it was to stop uh, AIDS. You know, particularly mm-hmm. was a huge. And um and then and there was the classic talk radio sort of argument back and forth. You're encouraging drug use. No, no, no. We're just it's a public health hazard. But right. I think the jury's in on that, isn't it? I only know a few places on planet Earth where it's popular for the government, the taxpayer to provide needles to everybody. And they're all squalor yeah Vancouver, yeah San Francisco there's a bunch of examples I think the math has been done, yeah if you provide those needles, what you end up with is
3: squalor. listen, I was fairly sympathetic to the pro needle argument um at the time. it made sense to me too, but look at the result oh there's yeah, there's absolutely you know it's not it can't be dismissed. um I actually had a friend who died of AIDS uh, from um shooting up cocaine, but um I think in general, even
2: the, even the, while... Yes? The classic talk radio argument would be at the time, don't shoot up cocaine right. is the way to avoid the AIDS.
3: Well, that's a fairly good argument. Yeah. So while I have sympathy toward that argument, you can summarize a lot of what San Francisco and Seattle and Portlandia are doing, um, and to some extent LA as well. But it, you can summarize it with a question. Does this make it easier for people to permanently be junkies or does it make it harder for them? Does it make the life of the casual junkie more, uh, well, more, uh, comfortable and, and doable or less. And the more you make it more comfortable, the more you get, that is obvious. As James said, the jury's in. Yeah, but listen the this. So we mentioned the astonishing over 4.5 million syringes a year they pass out. Only 60 percent of them get returned into those nice boxes. Oh, so 40 percent, which is millions of syringes, litter the sidewalks and streets, or parks, or flush down toilets.
2: God, that's incredible.
3: Drug sellers are shameless as drug users. Oh, the uh, they also mentioned that the uh, the needles are often filled with heroin and blood and Hep C and whatever, oh. just waiting to be stepped on or or you know. God help you, you accidentally poke your hand as you pick something up. Drug sellers are as shameless as drug users. Hondurans have dominated the drug trade in the Tenderloin and around Civic Center Plaza and Union Square since the 90s. They congregate up to a dozen a corner, openly counting and recounting large wads of cash, completing transactions with no attempt at concealment. Most of the dealers are illegal aliens. One might think that city leaders would be only too happy wow. to hand them off to federal immigration authorities, but the political imperative to safeguard illegal aliens against deportation takes precedence over public order. order.
2: You can't wrap your head around this. You have illegal drug dealers, yeah. illegal aliens, dealing Honduran drugs cartel, on yeah. the corner, counting their Monday handing out drugs with no worry of repercussions.
3: Right. That's amazing. And this, uh, and of- look what it's gotten you! This was the uh, object of some uh, jokiness, as Heather McDonald did a couple of interviews. And we ought to grab her on the air, maybe do a podcast with her. But um, she went off to buy some uh, fentanyl as a fairly middle-class reporter-looking woman. Uh, she went off. She wasn't sure what to uh, to offer. So she offered $8, not wanting to overpay because she's not rich. She's a reporter and was directed down the block. And, and finally, she was able to strike a deal at $16. Um, for a hit of fentanyl, Uh, the seller took the cash halfway up the block, exchanged it with a skinny, bare-chested man covered with tattoos, who handed him a small Ziploc bag, etc. Hey, baby, remember me? My seller crooned as he handed me the packet. And then she went to find a junkie to help her figure out, is this actually fentanyl? And first of all, the guy said, uh, well, he asked, can I ask you how much you paid, groggily? Mother effer! he burst out when told. You'd ordinarily get much less than that for 20 effing dollars. It's because you're new. So they're Ah, thinking, here's a newbie, let's get her up. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. You're clearly not
3: an addict. The first taste is free. Yeah. Yeah, and then he begged her to give it or sell it to him at her cost because somebody has stolen his backpack and he wanted to go to the big five star and get himself a backpack.
2: That is a good bargaining position if you're talking to somebody who's shaking and... uh... You know, dying for not getting the drug.
3: Yeah, I'd say. You're not concerned they're going to walk away from your price. It's hard to imagine a worse worse bargaining uh, position. And uh, and then she goes into uh, the brazenness of the narcotics scene has worsened since the passage of the horrific Proposition 47, another milestone in the ongoing effort to decriminalize attacks on civilized order, as she writes it. The 2014 State Ballot Initiative downgraded a host of drug and property crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. Local prosecutors and judges already disinclined to penalize the drug trade so as to avoid contributing to, quote, mass incarceration, are now even less willing to initiate a case or see it through when it is presented as a misdemeanor rather than a felony. Well, so, you know, when we're making reference to criminal Activity has been decriminalized in San Francisco and Seattle and other places. That's what we're talking about. And the result has been horrific.
2: Yeah, and I would think, like I said, it looks like the jury's in on several of these things. The, the handing out free needles, taxpayer needles, um, the whole idea of no stigma of jail time. And you know, these things will look around you. Look what it's it's look what it's, the result
3: is. And do you remember when a lot of us were arguing for these drug courts where junkies who said, look, I want to get clean uh, You know, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. I just I'm a junkie. Um, They would go to the drug courts and they could get their charges dismissed or expunged or whatever if they followed through and they got clean, they stayed clean, they got a job and stuff like that. Participation in drug courts has plunged over forty percent because people find they have no need to not be a junkie anymore. Hmm. So it's costing lives. It's disgusting. Well, that's really interesting stuff. And you know, we could get into the mental illness part of it too. Man, that is a tough nut to crack. Sure. And and no pun intended. Um and and perhaps we will. Uh, we've got clips of the week
2: coming up. We got some Halloween stuff we need to talk to you about dangerous costumes that are out there. A very offensive costume.
3: Oh, I'm I'm offended on a yearly basis. People freeloading in certain neighborhoods to get
2: free candy, I guess. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> Strong and getty show. Boy, if you like lots of candy everywhere at work. Today's a great day. If you want to walk by somebody's desk and they got a bowl full of
3: candy today's a good day. I've been thinking about obesity. Maybe I'll give it a try. Do you know
2: reporter Tim goes so large on Halloween? I had no idea. No. So I'm in the lunchroom I said, How are you doing? He said, I'm just beat. I said, From what? He said yesterday, it always wears me out. I said, so you go big? He said, oh, yeah, I go big. I take the day off. Sometimes I take multiple days off.
0: What? Then yeah, he it goes a... like Griswold for Christmas, but he, for long. He
2: and a guy who does um, uh, <laughs> construction build a giant thing, like uh, the, the structure, and it haunted this and that. I mean, wow. it's just like legendary. So he's been doing it for like a dozen years.
3: Wow. Takes I, a couple days off something work. something like that years and years ago with my kids. It was a friend of a friend who did it. Uh-huh.
2: I wonder if it was him. Pretty cool commitment to the whole uh, whatever Halloween is.
3: Wow. My
2: that's s- cool. My son, who went scary, both my kids went scary. My my youngest was so thrilled he scared a little girl. <laughs> huh? She was terrified of him, and now it just made his night. She was horrified. She was a little princess, like for his ah! hid behind her mom. That's all he needed to do. <laughs> that's all he needed to have the, the enjoyment of Halloween for his. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. We do need to take a uh, look back at the week that was. What do we call this? It's a fun
3: look back of the week that was. Uh, it's Cal clips of the Week.
4: Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. The killing of al-Baghdadi. Baghdadi. I would give credit to he and those that were responsible for it. H
3: I J K
4: L M N O P Q. Yes, I prefer executive branch investigations because they're fact centric, because you wait until the end to draw conclusions, and because there are no leaks.
0: I never claim to be perfect.
3: Yeah, Trump only gave the kids candy if they promised to investigate Joe Biden.
4: <laughs> the word today is job. J-O-B.
0: I personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression. I don't use it as a weapon. It just makes me feel better. And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Everything I'm supposed to say.
2: Since there is a significant interest in military working dogs... I wanted to provide a little background information on this fine canine.
4: A canine, as they call I call it a dog. a beautiful dog, a talented dog.
2: This dog is a four-year veteran of the Socom Canine program and, is, and has been a member of approximately 50
4: combat missions.
3: The Washington Nationals are world champions. And a World Series Game 7-winning
4: Curly W is in the box. The Washington Nationals are the world champions.
0: Clearly, the judges can review the tape,
3: and, and it
0: is Nilla Wafers is what he said. I
3: thought that the company that makes M&M's, Snickers, and Twix starts preparing for Halloween two years in advance. Meanwhile, the company that makes Necco Wafers... I'm an idiot.
2: It's still funny. Uh, so we got this text from our old producer, Scott. Oh, hey, Scott. Yeah. Good man. Way back in the day. He said, at what point in time did Halloween become a food program for adults? I can't tell you how many adults came to my door in costume and took candy for themselves. the well. ha- The least they can do is wear a mask to hide their shame and save me from having to give them a look of disapproval in front of their children.
3: Unbelievable. So they yeah. were there- with kids? Shame. 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 Double dipping, apparently.
2: Shame. Shame. So some for the kids and for you? Or yeah, just, exactly. You Everybody
3: food? gets a piece of
2: candy. Well, unless you're dirt poor, you can afford as much candy as you should
3: eat right. when you're and your kids. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Just came across this This text. is why we can't have nice things or a culture anymore.
2: I saw this tweet apropos of nothing. Said, every time I use one of those paper straws and it dissolves in my mouth, I think to myself, do we really need turtles? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. funny. My wife carries a thing of real plastic straws in her truck for the Starbucks drive-thru because they use the paper straws that dissolve in your mouth. Useless. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. i <laughs> thought about buying one of those aluminum ones just to yeah. have... A
3: woman like, died in one of those. Remember oh, that story? She right. She fell and it impaled her. Went right into her brain pan.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got bad news for Biden in Iowa. Warren's Medicare, for all details, could provide a big target for her opponents. Yeah, I'd say. I'd, I'd say it's big.
2: What's happening in the world, Marshall Phillips?
4: Well, I got to tell you, the latest 2020 Iowa caucus poll shows a tight race among the candidates at the top. According to the New York Times Siena poll, you got Elizabeth Warren leading the way in Iowa with 22%. Then it's Bernie Sanders. Then it's South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete. And coming in fourth, former Vice President Joe Biden. Which medal is fourth place again? Oh, that's right. They are None. they are packed really tight together. Yeah, they're all separated by about five percent. Yeah, but that's still First to fourth. That's yeah. still Biden. You know, had a commanding lead there for quite a while, and now he's in fourth place. Yeah,
2: and there's something about um, trajectory. There's no reason to think he's going to stop falling.
3: Yeah, I suppose not, although Liz Warren appeared to be down and out. And at yeah, his age, one. any fall is really dangerous. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy.
4: But I'm going to wrap this chain around yeah. your head. <laughs> anyway, this uh, poll coming out is Warren drops her Medicare for All plan, which her campaign, her campaign estimates will cost about $52 trillion over 10 years. which she's saying will be covered in large part... By much higher taxes on the wealthiest Americans and corporations, and no new taxes for the middle class.
3: So is this now just become a, a festival, a kabuki theater of making the most outlandish promises, well, regardless of reality? Yeah,
2: I was going to bring that up. Back to that Iowa poll in the top four people mm-hmm. there. The powerful in the Democratic Party, the people that donate the most money, they got to be looking at that list and thinking, with Biden falling, Mayor Pete's our only guy there that that, that could possibly win.
4: Up with Pete. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Warren's uh, new Medicare for All uh, plan is setting up uh, some possible fireworks for today as over a dozen of the presidential candidates, the Democratic presidential candidates, are going to be attending a major party fundraising dinner in Des Moines.
2: That is interesting because I wonder if Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar yeah. will do the same as they did at the debate and talk about... Elizabeth's healthcare plan say, this just, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. It's fantasy land. Yeah, right. And she's going to say, well, I'm not a can't do, I don't, I don't want to talk about things I can't
3: do. Right. I want to
2: talk about things I can't, you can't do this.
3: Right. You are talking about things I you can do. I didn't run for president to talk about, yeah, okay. So, how this plays out, Will, Probably end up being terrified. I mean, if you're a, a sharp young woman, you're just out of college, you got a degree yeah. in, uh, I don't know, maybe accounting. You got one firm, offers you an annual salary of a bazillion dollars. I'll take it. But you're really sharp. Yeah. Interview yeah. across town, they say, we're prepared to pay you a quadrillion dollars. I'll take it. <laughs> and then, and then, the blockbuster offer comes in. Ernst Young offers you all the money in the world, no. and you go ahead and work for them.
2: The other person comes
3: back and says, "And a spaceship." <laughs> all right, I'm <laughs> spaceship boy now. Exactly. Now, if you sign up for the term that offers or for the the firm rather that offers you all the money in the world and a spaceship, that makes you an idiot. Mm, yeah, but he, an idiot with a spaceship.
4: Am <laughs> I wrong? <laughs> right. And if the electorate.
3: Is that idiotic. That is terrifying.
4: (laughs) Meanwhile, President Trump and Speaker Pelosi are reading the new jobs report completely differently. Now, the economy added 128,000 jobs in October. I didn't get one of them. That was despite the drag caused by the massive (laughs) GM strike during that period. Trump tweeting today, wow, a blowout jobs number just out adjusted for revisions in the General Motors strike. This is far greater than expectations. USA rocks, all in capitals. You, know, I, yes. I,
2: you never know what's going to happen. I've never known what's going to happen. I famously uh, said I'd eat my truck if Trump was ever yeah. the nominee of the party. But um, I've never felt <laughs> like there's, I, 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 there's no point of even guessing. I have no idea what's going to happen with impeachment. I have no idea who's going to be the nominee. I have no idea.
3: I don't even even really have a good educated guest. Right, right. I'm out of the prediction business.
4: Meanwhile, in her statement, Speaker Pelosi called the latest jobs report, quote, further evidence that the Republicans' disastrous special interest (laughs) agenda is hollowing out the middle class while enriching the wealthy and well-connected. Wages grew by 3%. Well, they're yes. in a tough position. They're in a
2: tough position. By, by, by a, a whole bunch of different numbers, it's the best economy we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So if you're the opposition party, what are you going to say? you got to say something. Right. You yeah. can't just say,
3: hey, things are going pretty good. I don't like them again. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: meanwhile, another note. President Trump's going to be in Mississippi tonight. He's going to have a campaign rally where he is expected to provide a lot of fireworks. So that's going to be tonight oh, boy. in Mississippi. Oh, boy. Yep. I uh, oh, want to make a quick note here. Firefighters are indeed making headway on containing the Kincaid Fire in northern uh, Sonoma County in wine uh, country in northern California. Cal Fire now says containment's up to 68%. That fire's burned just under 78,000 acres.
3: Oh, speaking of Cal Unicornia, we were discussing a handful of things earlier in the hour, including the rampant drug use uh, and how so many of the so-called homeless are junkies. Yeah. Um, and and Corrupt is trying to make it as easy as possible to be a junkie, so there are more and more junkies all the time. Uh, and the city of Sacramento has announced free Wi-Fi in the parks. We got this comment, an obvious one, but well-made. Um. from, I will just say Al Anonymous. Oh, great. Now, bums can access porn in parks. Fantastic. Mm. If parks weren't uns- usable for families in a lot of California cities before, this should put the nail uh, in the coffin on that, sh- that uh, fine resource.
2: The only thing you got going for you is that uh, they hopefully they don't have a computer or a phone, because that's the problem you have at the library, is that bums go in there and use the library computers for free and look at porn, but Hopefully they don't have a computer.
3: Well, yeah, enough to, or a smartphone that, yeah, they'll be eyeballing the porn as your kids are trying to play on the slide.
2: If you got a smartphone, I definitely am not giving you any money. A shocking
0: number of uh, the nights of the Open Road that I see on a regular mm-hmm. basis have them. Like, I'd say, if it's not over half, it's close to
2: half. I'm around a church that does uh, free meals on s- Saturdays and Sundays at noon, and the homeless crowd comes out. Almost everybody's looking at their smartphones. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. homeless don't talk to each other anymore. It's a tragedy. They're all staring at their smartphones. Yeah. It used to be a day when the homeless could connect <laughs> and talk about, you know, which trash bin's got the good leftover fish in it. But now everybody's just staring at their smartphones. No connectiveness between the homeless. But seriously, yeah. they, they. I always think that, and this isn't free Wi-Fi. So you've got a smartphone <laughs> and some sort yeah. of data plan that allows you to take in
4: information. Right. Okay, and you're here at the church getting free food. Okay.
3: Hey, Siri, where can I get free needles?
4: 49ers now 8-0 and after last night's win over the pesky Cardinals. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo on fire. He lobs one down the sideline of the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown by Dante Penis! Touchdown San Francisco. Santa Clara.
0: Garoppolo is so handsome. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty yeah, I've never seen a picture of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, Are you kidding? He's beyond handsome. Yeah. Models he wish they looked like this. Is he married? No, no, I think he's really enjoying being a very good looking professional quarterback. I
4: would think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that call I noticed the touchdown. It's a lot like when they go go so trying to bring me. in the
3: Hispanic crowd. I exactly. I Hispanic people love elongated vowels, Marshall. <laughs> Do they? Oh, well known. Oh yeah. I see. Absolutely.
4: That's your news. Sombrero. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips. Culture, not a costume, idiot. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Speaking of which, you got more on that coming up, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Now, I realize it's too late for you to be guilty about things that are perfectly innocent this year. But you can plan ahead for next year. We were given a university costume guide, Halloween costume guide. So I have a pencil and paper handy. Right. If you want to make sure your costume contributes to a welcoming and inclusive campus environment.
2: Which is always my first thought when I think of dressing for Halloween. Right. And not which makes me either look better or is going to get me more candy. Then stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Strong
4: and Getty show. Teens <laughs> are using the phrase "Okay, Boomer" to snap back at older people who criticize them. Boomers are responding by using up all the Social Security money. <laughs> 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 That's a great joke. <laughs> wow. Wow.
2: I watched some of David Spade's show the other night for the first time. That's a good show. Yeah. I really like that show. You put uh, funny comedians in an open forum and give them topics, and uh, good things can happen. And part of it is, that's all true, and then part of it is the fact that they're not doing the blank and
3: trump thing. It's Mm. other stuff. Do they have lots of interviews with movie stars, or is it just more conversation.
0: No, the only sort of celebrities are people who clearly have some sort of relationship with David Spade, and they're usually in sort of pre-recorded bits, kind of mocking the celebrity friendship. Yeah, there's a a
2: lot of making fun of people, which is funny.
0: Mm. I find it cruel, like many Halloween costumes are, Jake. the okay boomer thing is a it's a phrase that is gaining traction and oh, yeah.
3: it is kind of the the new okay old timer I didn't to, know just that. as a
0: dismissive good to a heads
3: up. yeah, I became aware of it the other day. I was reading about it a little bit and uh, I find it some well-wrought sarcasm. Boomers have responded by spending all of the social security money
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> So here's a uh, college Halloween costume guide. Does your costume contribute to a welcoming and inclusive campus environment? Consider the following. Does it mock cultural or religious symbols like dreadlocks, headdresses, afros, bindis, etc. What's a bindi? An Indian thing? B i n d i. And bindi was his name. Oh, that was mocking bindis right there.
0: Uh, oh, the the bindi is particularly the uh, the the dot in the middle of uh, okay. foreheads of oh, Indian women. You in, know that. You know, what's
2: on my mind is it has been popular since I was a kid. For some people to be the pregnant nun. I don't remember anybody having a problem with that because it mocked Christianity. Right. So that you could always do that. Right. Then when it's, you start mocking some of these other things, well, I can't have that.
3: Mm. Uh, and and indeed, dressing as something is not necessarily mocking it. Mock is a loaded term.
2: I think pregnant nun is mocking.
3: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I would <laughs> agree. Yeah. Uh, does <laughs> it trivialize human suffering or oppression? And folks, uh, an alert. You're going to learn a phrase here. Portraying a houseless person, or someone living in a prison or jail, a I mean, person living in a prison.
2: Why do you live in a prison? That seems like a terrible place to it's live. It's
3: convenient to my job. It's right near the uh, metro station. Can't beat the commute. Right. Exactly.
2: Parking. All kinds of things. A lot
3: of interesting people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a convict. I'm oh, not a criminal. I'm people, not an inmate.
2: The people watching is just fantastic. I'm a person living in prison. They got a good set of weights there. I can go <laughs> to work out in.
3: Do they think they're sneaking that bias? No, they think they're striking a blow for for progress and goodness. It's just so dumb and pathetic and obvious. I find it difficult to to suck in enough wind to refute it. It's just so dumb so from the that's same not cr- an inmate that's a person in prison. Don't depersonify them so for the from the same crowd that brings
2: me identity politics in that whatever your particular circumstances defines your entire being in this one, it's the opposite. your particular circumstance doesn't
3: define anything. Right. In fact, you probably shouldn't refer to it at all. (laughs) Does it lean into stereotypes or attempt to represent an entire culture or ethnicity? Lean into stereotypes. Unsure if your costume might be offensive? Consider going in a different direction, and don't be afraid to ask questions. You can call one of the units listed below for guidance on your costume.
2: Oh, my God. If you call a 1-800 number to get approval on your costume, you're a different person than me.
3: Well, you can call the Dean of Students, the Division of Inclusive Excellence. Geez, Cent- what do they make a year? Too much. Well, there's probably staff of 12 in there. That's right. Centers for Diversity and Inclusion. That's different than the other one. The Division of Inclusive Excellence. Uh, this is not that random campus title generator. This is real. So, again, I'll read them quickly. The Dean of Students, Division of Inclusive Excellence, Centers for Diversity and Inclusion, and Student Organization and Leadership. And then they have another poster, My Culture is Not Your Costume, and My Costume is Not My Consent. Visit the Multicultural Center on Tuesday the 29th for a tabling and information session. Can what somebody a, tell me what tabling is?
2: What a weird uh, society we've become. I realize this is a minority of people, the small little oh, niche.
3: It's very, but very fact, small. Yeah. The fact that it exists at all is pretty interesting. They have outsized influence, particularly on campuses where young minds are being indoctrinated and marinated in the insanity and hatred. Um, Tabling appears to be slang for postponing something.
4: Well, yeah. We I, table that yeah,
2: I, later. That not it really work Slang. Here. That's a parliamentary. How about uh, the, the second thing: present formally or discuss uh, or consideration. That's the, the one. Okay. Be that one.
3: That's the one. So, uh, these these poor young... It's s-
2: interesting. So, somebody took tabling and changed it to the opposite of what it's been all all along. Right. So, instead of tabling this, next time tabling. we're going to discuss it
0: now. Well, the, the postponing, it says, is a U.S. version, and then the British one is the present formally for discussion.
2: Okay. I'd i like was, to I table was, the discussion on table I was the parliamentarian <laughs> for my 4-H group when I was in high school. Well... I had to learn the parliamentary rules. Tabling means
3: you're putting it off until next time. Exactly. Exactly. Where was I? So you got that, and uh, okay. So oh, I was going to say the poor little uh, social justice dipesses are going to get to the workplace and say, you know, boss, I think we really ought to table the uh, the Halloween costumes. which means discuss. Well, and and they're going to say, what the hell do you mean by tabling? People can wear what they want, <laughs> and I'm busy. <laughs> And they will be, they will be shocked and outraged and butthurt and tearful and probably quit their jobs because they've been so indoctrinated into utterly unrealistic foolishness at their colleges and and paid a pretty penny to be so abused. Now both my sons were some sort of like
2: uh, ghouls, like they had uh, one had a sword and the other one had a, s- a scythe um, to chop people's heads off One right. had a pumpkin head and the other one had some sort of zombie face. But uh, uh, his buddy went as a Roman soldier, which I suppose would be
3: oh my some sort God. of oppressive. Oh my God! Colonial. Sure, it's it's a hundred kinds of unwoke. Mm-hmm. Number one, you're a soldier. Soldiers hurt people. How about witch? You're a Roman. One I mean, little, what about the poor Italians?
2: One little girl was a witch, and that's mocking a particular Wiccans. religion. Yeah, wicking. C- certainly. There you
3: go. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. Uh, plus, uh, you know, the the past, the uh, persons who are no longer living. Um, you know, the whole ghost thing. I mean, how dare you? One mom was a mine
2: which mocks the unvoiced. Sure. Are those trapped in boxes? Right. <laughs> or unable to walk against the wind? The box.
1: <laughs> and now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Why does it
2: turn
3: me on? It's weird. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Chris, you're straight. Hey, let's get
4: a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, producer Fire, or producer F- uh, Positive Sean. Final thought? Uh, yes, yeah, somewhat weak. Uh, weekend at the uh, Cinemaplex. This weekend is the
0: conclusion of October. October, notoriously kind of a slow month for movies. you got the new Terminator thing, though, and this, I believe, is the return of Jerry Bruckheimer to the producer role. So it might be a good one. I don't know. There's a chance I'll check this one out. All right. Yeah, all right.
4: Marshall Phillips, final thought? Well, after my World Series investment success, I will be meeting with my financial advisor at the Raven Social and Athletic Club this afternoon to discuss some new additions to my portfolio Mm, wow okay as long as it results in bacon Michelangelo pressing the buttons final thought yeah to the teenager who left the hey loser crackerjack suck message on the side of my house I hate you
3: (laughs) wow
2: wow Uh, Jack a final thought for us god I hate to end on a political note but I just find this interesting so Elizabeth Warren the leading candidate yep For president announces her Medicare for All plan. None of the other candidates respond, weirdly. Nancy Pelosi just responded, I'm not a fan of Medicare for All. So the arguably the leader of the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know who it would be if it wasn't her.
3: Um, That dynamic wunderkind Steny Hoyer (laughs) came out against your leading candidate's
2: number one platform point. These are interesting times. I don't know how that's going to shake
3: out. Speaking of interesting times, my final thought is uh, fashionable young women are getting injections into their nipples to make them permanently prominent. Oh, geez, don't do that. If I have to tell you not to let people jab you with the nipples, you can't (laughs) be helped.
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour
3: workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great clicks for you there. You can get in touch, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. God bless America.
0: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Valerina, oh, and from Night Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots, 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 lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still comes was found in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing
4: this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: off today
1: information.